48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines. Police say they suspect a shooting and machete attack in Central in the early hours of this morning was linked to a dispute between two triad gangs. Outgoing Chief Executive Carrie Lam says quarantine controls here have hurt Hong Kong's status as an international hub. And police say four people have been arrested over graffiti related to June 4th. Police say they suspect a shooting and machete attack in Central in the early hours of this morning was linked to a dispute between two triad gangs. Three people were injured in the attack, while four have so far been arrested. Timmy Sung reports. The attack took place on Wyndham Street near Lang Kwai Fong, with at least eight men armed with machetes launching an attack on people inside three vehicles. One of the vehicles drove off and hit the attackers, police said, and shortly afterwards, at least two shots were fired. When officers arrived, they found six people at the scene. Three of them were injured, one with a gunshot wound to the abdomen, another had head injuries, and a third wounded person had a leg injury. Four people aged between 23 and 42 have been arrested on suspicion of attempted wounding and possession of offensive weapons. Ho Shen Tong is a senior superintendent from the Organized Crime and Triad Bureau. The incident uh, was instigated uh, by two groups, uh, triad groups. Uh, they have been at each other's throat for quite some time. And um, mostly uh, the disputes was caused by illegal activities, uh, such as uh, illegal gambling, such as the uh, transaction of uh, traffic, uh, dangerous drugs, and things like that. Um, these are kind of retaliation between these uh, two triad groups. Senior Superintendent Ho says people should not be too worried about the shooting. I don't think uh, a single uh, isolated incident such as this one should cause a great alarm for the general public that the gun problem is actually a problem in Hong Kong. But having said that, the police is very, very concerned about such, um, such cases with uh, real firearm being used and someone being hurt, especially uh, in a crowded area like Central. So uh, we'll do our utmost. To, uh, to first locate uh, the firearm and also all those people who are involved in this case. Officers recovered nine machetes and found two bullet casings at the scene. They say finding the gun involved in the incident is now their priority. Outgoing Chief Executive Carrie Lam says quarantine controls here have hurt Hong Kong's status as an international hub. She said this while denying that the national security law had caused the city's recent brain, dame, brain drain. Mrs. Lam was speaking to CNBC. The border control measures have really made people very impatient and, of course, undermine Hong Kong's status as a hub. Because if you could not travel freely to other places and into the mainland, how could you be a hub? So I would say that the main factor for the so-called loss of talent or brain drain is mainly on the um, anti-COVID-19 measures in terms of uh, quarantine controls. So once we could bring down the um, hotel quarantine period, or as some have suggested, replace it by home quarantine or other measures, I'm sure we will be seeing a lot of people coming to Hong Kong for business, for work, for leisure. On Tuesday, Mrs Lam cited the recent rise in COVID infections as she explained that Hong Kong's remaining anti-pandemic measures, including its strict border controls, will remain unchanged until at least the end of her term in office at the end of this month. Yesterday, the CE told lawmakers that Hong Kong was caught between Beijing's stringent approach to stamping out COVID and the rest of the world's decision to live with the virus. 
Police say four people have been arrested over graffiti related to June 4th. The force says it received reports about graffiti daubed on public facilities last week and on investigation found some 200 markings at various locations. They have arrested two men and two women aged 21 and 22 on suspicion of criminal damage. And the weather? It will be cloudy with showers and squally thunderstorms. Showers will be heavy at times at first tomorrow and ease off later. Temperatures will range between 25 and 29 degrees. Moderate south to southwesterly winds. The outlook, it will be hot with sunny periods and still a few showers on Sunday and Monday. The weather will be unsettled into the middle of next week. The current, temp- the current temperature at the observatory is 27 degrees Celsius with humidity of 92%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Health authorities here reported 672 COVID infections today, 59 of them imported. The new cases include 381 rapid positive tests confirmed by laboratories. The Factwire news agency says it has ceased operations. It gave no reason for the decision to close. In an online statement, the crowd-funded investigative news agency said the time had come to end its journey and thanked supporters and staff. Founded in 2015, Factwire was known for a series of investigative reports, the latest of which in May revealed that a version of the Leave Home Safe app had a facial recognition tool. The Journalists' Association said it was deeply saddened by the closure. In a statement, it said the media industry in Hong Kong had seen major shifts amid recent political changes and that the closures of a number of organisations reflected the reality of press freedom. Medical sector lawmaker David Lamb says it's meaningless for a government-appointed committee to recognise a medical degree offered by Fudan University as Hong Kong residents can't enrol in the programme. The government announced on Wednesday that graduates of the six-year MBBS programme in Shanghai can apply to work in the SAR without taking a local licensing exam. But it's emerged that the programme is targeted at foreign nationals. Dr Lam said the committee may have picked the degree as it's taught in English. He said it should also recognise two other medical programmes offered by Fudan University that are open to Hong Kong residents. He spoke to Wendy Wong. I do not see any reason why they would recognise such a programme. I really don't see any meaning there. I would suggest they look into the other two programmes. Now, the other two programmes are provided in Chinese, but then they also provide English translation for the medical terms. We must understand that nowadays people, I mean students who can get themselves enrolled to this university, they must be very well versed in both Chinese and a foreign language, usually English. It is one of the top universities on the mainland. Uh, I do not see any problem with communicating with these students, whether in Chinese or in English. So uh, it is not a matter, I don't see a problem with teaching in Chinese, especially when these students are also taught the English-specific terms of medicine. It is a little bit weird to me that we exclude any program that is taught in a language other than English. I don't think that is necessary. So do you think uh, the reason why the, co- the committee picked the, in- uh, the international program is because it's taught in English? Now, what I understand from the very first batch of the list was that they wrote clearly on a paper which was available to us in the Legislative Council that, I mean, an English teaching language is one of their consideration. So they considered 
for the first batch of uh, 27 qualifications, they only consider English programs. We in the Legislative Council expressed our dissatisfaction with that and we consider it is not an overwhelming reason. So I don't know whether they have changed their mind or not, but uh, looking at what is coming out of this second batch, uh, we suspect that they are still clinging onto that language issue. Uh, of course, we cannot exclude the possibility that they are also looking into other programs that is not taught completely in English. And I hope they are, because that is the only possibility, that leads to the only possibility that Hong Kong residents going to mainland to study medicine can benefit from the scheme. The government has cancelled honours handed to a former chairman of the Democratic Party, one of its lawmakers and the former University of Hong Kong law professor, Benny Tai. It published the news in today's Gazette saying the striking of the three from the honours list would take effect immediately. Joanne Wong has more. No reasons for the move to rescind the honours of Young Sum, fellow Democratic Party lawmaker Sin Chung Kai and Professor Tai were revealed in the Gazette notice. The academic, who is currently in prison and accused of violating the national security law, received a medal of honour in 2001. The authorities praised him back then for his valuable contribution in the promotion of civic education, in particular in the basic law and human rights. The two members of the Democratic Party had been holders of the Silver Bohemia Star. Mr. Young was honored for his efforts in promoting the welfare of the underprivileged and for what the authorities described as his constructive advice on livelihood issues. He also won praise as an effective communication link between the community and the government. Young Sum was from the moderate faction of the Democratic camp, and when he took over as chairman of the party from Martin Lee in 2002, a number of young Turks quit to join the frontier. Mr. Sin was awarded his Silver Star for his distinguished public and community service, particularly for his contribution to the development of information technology and promotion of wider IT adoption. Both he and Mr. Young had been slapped with 14-month jail terms after being found guilty of taking part in unlawful assemblies in 2019. The government also announced that it's revoked the pair's positions as justices of the peace. A former head of Puiching Middle School and former board chairman of Baptist Oikwan Social Service, Hopkins Chan, was also stripped of the same honorary role. He was found guilty of contempt of court and jailed for six weeks in 2020 for failing to provide his doctorate certificates and other documents after being accused of faking his academic qualifications. China's defense chief has told his U.S. counterpart that Taiwan is part of China during face-to-face talks in Singapore. Aaron Tam with his story. The Minister of National Defense General Wei Feng He and U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin met at the Shangri-La Dialogue Security Summit for nearly an hour, which was double the time initially allotted for the meeting. It was the first face-to-face meeting between the pair since U.S. President Joe Biden took office last year, although they spoke by phone in April. Mr. Wei said the talks went smoothly. A Chinese Defense Ministry spokesman later said Mr. Wei reiterated Beijing's firm stance that Taiwan is part of China. Mr. Austin, for his part, called on China to refrain from further destabilizing actions on Taiwan, a U.S. statement issued after the talks said. 
Most of Shanghai's 25 million residents face an unexpected round of COVID testing this weekend, just 10 days after citywide lockdowns were lifted. The news comes a day after President Xi Jinping said the zero-COVID policy must be upheld. Here's Aaron Tam again. Racing to stop a wider outbreak after discovering a few cases in the community, Shanghai authorities have ordered PCR testing for all residents in 14 of the city's 16 districts over the weekend. Some districts have told residents they have to stay at home while the testing is carried out. There was consternation on Weibo with people asking how their plans for the weekend, such as moving house or seeing a doctor, would be affected. The move comes on top of testing requirements that Shanghai introduced after easing lockdowns at the start of this month. All residents need to prove they've been tested within the last 72 hours to enter areas like malls and offices or even to use subways and buses. Some parts of Shanghai remained shut down or returned to lockdown shortly after June 1st due to positive cases and their close contacts. Three of the latest infections that led to several closures were traced to a popular beauty salon in the city centre. In Beijing, officials have shut entertainment and internet venues in two of the capital's largest districts after tracing cases to a few bars. President Xi Jinping has said the zero-COVID policy must be unswervingly upheld. But according to the Xinhua News Agency, he also called on Thursday for efficiently coordinating prevention and control with economic and social development. The National Health Commission confirmed 73 new local coronavirus cases. 30 of them were symptomatic, 7 from Beijing, 6 in Shanghai and 15 reported by health authorities in Inner Mongolia. To sport and Hong Kong fencer Vivian Kong has topped the world number one epi fencer to win the Asian Championships in Seoul, the second Asian crown of her career. Damon Pang reports. Vivian Kong took the epi gold medal 12-11 to after scoring a sudden death hit in extra time in a thrilling final. Kong, who is 28, had battled back from an 8-11 to deficit against world number one fencer Choi In-chung from South Korea. Choi was an individual bronze medalist at the last Asian Championships in 2019. In a semi-final match earlier, Kong defeated teammate Natalie Chen, who went on to win bronze as there's no bronze medal contest. Kong had won the 2018 Asian Championships in Bangkok. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Police say they suspect a shooting and machete attack in Central in the early hours of this morning was linked to a dispute between two triad gangs. Outgoing Chief Executive Carrie Lam says quarantine controls here have hurt Hong Kong's status as an international hub. And police say four people have been arrested over graffiti related to June 4th. The news from RTHK. RTHK, Radio 3. Peter King, entertaining Hong Kong since 
It's credited to Georgie Fabe, but my memory serves, I think, uh, back to the early 70s. And I think it was actually written on the disc as on the single when it came out as Fame and Price Together. They being Georgie Fame, of course, and Alan Price. This one from Mari Wilson, Friday night, up-tempo music, and, of course, after midnight, as usual, our sentimental chance. 